Hi, this is Carson with Troy, and I have with me freelance artist Katie Payne. Katie, thank you so much for getting on with me. Um, Katie, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, and um, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your educational background. Okay, a little bit about me. Um, I am from um, Northern Virginia, um, from the D.C. area. I went to school in D.C. for two years at an art school it's called the Corcoran College of Fine Art before I transferred to BYU. So then I went to BYU and I graduated from there um, from the illustration program. That's my education. <laughs> nice. So, you know, I've talked to uh, multiple artists and some of them have gone into like graphic design for art. Um, some just have a high school uh, background and they're phenomenal artists. Why did you decide to, to go into illustration? I have been drawing all of my life. I, um, but when I went to BYU, that was basically the option. It was, do you want to do fine art or do you want to illustrate? And fine art turns into like abstraction. And that totally was not my thing. I, I'm very literal with what I'm drawing. <laughs> so were you one of these kids that always had a notebook and a pencil uh, with you that were, you know, not paying attention in class and stuff? Uh, I was one of those kids. I was getting in trouble. I was drawing all over my homework. I draw all over my arms. I draw all over my clothes, my notebooks, my, you know, it was, I, I was very much known for it in school. I love that. Yeah. It's just so yeah. fun. And being able to have that talent to being able to do that, I think is amazing. Like I, I, I would draw like stick figures and, and straight lines and stuff. Like I wasn't drawing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had, uh, I, I think it's to some extent it's a talent, but I think a lot of like you put in the hours and the work to, to draw mm -hmm. like you do and to illustrate like you do, which is fantastic. Um, I'll, I'll show this. I don't know when this, uh, the YouTube video will come out, but for those of you who don't know, Katie, she does, um, illustrations. This is Shalon from the Stormlight Archive. Um, she does amazing work. Um, go ahead and um, why did you choose? I mean, I went to FanX. I met you. You do a lot of um, stuff for, I don't know, for brands, but like a lot of fan art, Mistborn, um, Stormlight Archive. Yeah. What what drew you to that? Like, why, why am I drawing all of Brandon's stuff all the time? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I, I, um, for as long as I've been making art, it's been of, um, franchises, you know, of shows that, that I was absolutely obsessed with. I, I wasn't like normal about it. I would just, it would consume me, my love. And, and then it would turn, cause I was drawing, it would turn into drawing. It was just like the outlet for my love. So, um, um, Brandon's books it, it hit me that obsession with them um, like 10 years ago when I first read Mistborn it just that same bug just hit me and it just consumed me I loved his books so much so um, it just felt natural to be drawing it that's what I've been doing my whole life you know so and sorry to interrupt what were some of the early okay. ones that you were just obsessed with that you would draw just that curiosity. Oh, the the first one um was Sailor Moon. Okay. Did you see that show? 
No, I have not. I, I'm, I know of Sailor Moon, but I have not seen it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was the first one. And oh, my gosh. I was obsessed. Just like <laughs> drawing it all the time and and just being a huge nerd about it in school and getting picked on, you know, because it was just obvious. I was such a nerd. and um, But that was like the first one. Um, but following that, when I got older, I still was into anime. So it was like Naruto and One Piece and Rurouni Kenshin and um, Zelda Ocarina of Time. You know, those I, the, I got my Zelda nice. poster. <laughs> um, so it was predominantly anime for a long time and um, getting into a fantasy novel series to the same degree was different for me but again it's been 10 years now so now it's normal well and when you have and when you're obsessed with anime like you were you have references to go off of so like you're you know you have things to to reference as you're drawing and stuff with novels you don't have that so when you were that's true so what's some of your process when you you know when you're drawing kelsey or vin or, or kaladin like what are some of your process to, to recreate that character? That's a really good point. With anime, you're drawing the characters you're seeing, literally. With, yeah, these fantasy novels, it was really different. It's harder. You have to completely on top of uh, a, a good creative idea, a good scene, you know, all the things that come with heart, you know, like composition, lighting, all those things, you have to literally make up the character. Yeah. And um, that that aspect of it, like when I post my drawings online, people will scrutinize that more than anything because people will say, that's not how I pictured that character. Or they'll say, that's absolutely how I pictured that character. And that's part of why people love it so much, like why they love this type of fan art so much because it's something to look at right <laughs> yeah it kind of um solidifies the character in their head because now they can have a representation a drawing of it and exactly be like, yes that's my, that's how i do it so what do you like do you deep dive into the character to make sure you get you know the aspects right or do you go through like a um, bunch of different versions i think because I love the book so much, I've already spent so many hours picturing them that when I start drawing, I, I don't need to like, ex well, I'll explore in one drawing. I'll, I'll like, I drew, like when I was drawing Kelsier's face and that one I have of Kelsier, I for hours and hours obsessively shaped his face until it was the Kelsier I have seen in my head. You know, it was like, that's him that's that's him so it is kind of an obsessive like I just want to see them too you know I'm just like I want to see it so yeah that's part of the, the labor of love with this type of fan art no and, and you do a fantastic job and when I saw Thanks. um I think Kaladin I was like yep that's that's Cal like right that's like that's Cal yeah <laughs> Even even my son, he was obsessed. He he went by your booth a couple of times. I think you were busy, but um, so he couldn't talk to you. But he's he's obsessed with the Stormlight Archive, or as am I, and he just loved your work. And um, 
he's going to go to Dragon Steel Con with me. Oh, is so he? I think he's going to pick up some stuff from you. Then he's excited. Oh, come say hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, the, the Kaladin one, I also obsessed. I, I wanted him to look exactly like I pictured. Um, but I think that's part of why Dragon Steel, like Brad is company. I think that's part of why they like me because they just like that. I seem to just like get things fast, you know, because I'm a fan. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. No. Do you, so do you work mainly uh, through like Photoshop? What's your favorite medium to work with? um um so i used photoshop for a really long time and i would use my uh tablet and it's sitting over here unused because um i now use my ipad because my ipad is so awesome now like in the 10 years that i've been professional technology has progressed to the point where you can just work on an ipad that's amazing and it, it, it's amazing technology because you didn't used to be able to travel with your digital painting this is just like open so many doors so yeah no. that's what yeah. i use i use the <laughs> ipad on on procreate no and that's amazing um one thing i like about this and, and some people might disagree but i love programs like like photoshop on your ipad and whatnot because you don't have to mess around with charcoal or oil paints or whatever you don't have to have it space in your room like you said you can travel with it and it, the stuff that you can create it's so so well done and so realistic yeah. that it's like why not i i do think fine art is more respectable in terms of art but i you know and i have a lot of like i'm friends with like howard lyon right and he he will paint his paintings and I think that's awesome and I I kind of feel like I'm just more of just a different brain I'm not so like artsy I'm just like a nerd and and it's just faster and easier to do it digital so I'm doing it digital you know I don't care if it's not in a gallery I just my goal was to see Kaladin and now I see him and I'm happy you know (laughs) Right. And like I said, like, there's nothing wrong um, with with those different mediums. And I think they're fantastic. Like, I love oil paintings. I love the texture of them and mm-hmm. stuff. even watercolors. I, I just love. But um, mm-hmm. I think there's just so much freedom with digital art that you can do to where um, a lot people, of freedom. Yeah. People like me who if if I, I don't have space for all that stuff and I got little kids that can knock stuff down and stuff. So, like, I wanted to do. Um, any art form it would be digital because of that freedom that that Mm -hmm. being able to not only that is I would mess up a ton and Mm -hmm. digital art is so much easier to fix Mm -hmm. yeah so who are some of your influences uh art style wise oh you know I used to just have names um but lately it's just kind of a messy concoction of people on Instagram um who are just so good a lot of them are um primarily doing magic the gathering cards and completely blowing it out of the water so i can't name them off the top of my head unfortunately because i just have them all saved but i have a lot like influencers influences are a huge part of my process just getting like like that's amazing like I need something like that like that's my goal you know so (laughs) well I think that's fantastic as 
we talked about references before, you know, other artists can influence you and, and um, inspire you and help you to recreate, not necessarily copy, but like it can spark an image in your head to, to do. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, definitely. And and the weirdest stuff will will trigger, like uh, I, I was on Pinterest like two years ago and there was some digital painting just of a woman like this. And it was, that was it. That's it. You would never know. And I looked at that and I was like, I'm going to draw all the heralds. And the first pose, like Vidal is going to be like this. And like, it doesn't look like anything aside from the vague, like it's it's not similar, but it was that image that like ignited it. So, so yeah. When, when you're reading, uh, you know, Bannon Sanderson, um, what what sort of drawings, like what sort of scenes are you reading, and you're like, oh, I want I want to draw this, or or like what? I don't know how to oh, phrase that. Man. Like, what inspires you to like pick out a a certain yeah. scene and draw it? Um, sometimes when I pick a certain scene. It, it I don't want to do it all the time because in the past it's just ended up being a huge spoiler image and then I couldn't do much with it like without feeling bad um like when I did that one of Kaladin reaching that I can't remember second or third ideal that the book had hadn't come out that long ago and and, and now I feel fine sharing it but at the time it was like a spoiler so, but anyway, so I, what I mean to say is I, I, when I, when I really want to do an image, it ends up being just like a character image more so where I just get to love and explore the character and not so much a scene, but, but I want to get more into scenes because they're awesome. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, who's, who's your favorite character to draw? Um... And this doesn't have to be Stormlight Archive. Like, if you have a different character, oh. you just love drawing. Oh, my gosh. I just love any character that lets me do um, extremely long, flowing something or another. So hair, be it hair or fabric. So I, um, oh, what is her name now? I forget. Is it Leshwi? Who is the, the, the fused character? that's always in the sky is it no it's not less was it's it last week no i can't remember i can't remember I'm either blanking. yeah anyway that one um and she's all you know in that little mini figure just came out which confirmed it that that she's just this flowing character and oh my gosh i want to draw her so bad so um yeah like favorite character i don't know just get hungry for a new drawing that's like more where my brain's at most of the time like something new just like oh i want to draw her i want to draw her yeah well i can see um why you would draw and draw like flowing hair or clothes or or whatever you know there's just so much elegance in that mm -hmm. to where um i can see the draw in that yeah yeah like this yeah yeah <laughs> so you said you've been a professional artist in, since 2012 is that correct about 10 years and i graduated yeah that's when you graduated. Nice. Is that when you first read um, The Way of Kings? It's I first read Mistborn and then I oh, read Mistborn, The Way of Kings. But yeah, that that's when I had just graduated. So um, I've noticed that you've uh, kind of world hopped a little bit, traveled around the world. Oh, you found my YouTube? Yeah. <laughs> found your YouTube. Yeah. How how has that influenced your your art? 
it's invited me to um just be brave just uh and to just i don't know i guess it's enriched me too like a lot of these fan arts they don't come out of nowhere they they t- they come from somewhere really deep inside of me because um they take a really long time and i work really hard on them and and then i i want them to look so nice so there's some like you know some artistic energy that it takes too so traveling was just amazing like I went to Japan and I went to Rome and I went to Israel and it was just invigorating yes so I would say it inspired me just by making me thrive obviously you know you have your art and stuff um you're an independent freelance artist what do you do to to market your stuff how do you um you know because you're in charge you have to to sell stuff and uh, sell stuff to make a living how do you do the marketing on that so i for the past couple of years i i have been working with a freelance company um it's a game company that middlemans for bigger companies and that's where a lot of my money was coming from and so i would do that and then i would do my fan art stuff um but as the fan art stuff is getting bigger, like I'm doing cons, um, with marketing, I mean, you just have to be on social media. You have to. You, I mean, Instagram is a marketing platform. That's like why anyone should be on it. It's so, um, yeah. As social media is for the fan art side of things, but I, I don't, I don't openly advertise the other stuff I'm doing because it doesn't need that it's working itself out so right and i've been to lots of conventions and your booth i went by you know i met you there at fanex this year um and i went by a couple times and you were constantly busy and i've seen other people's booths whose art is fantastic as well but there's there's not quite as busy how how are you able to to draw in the people to to be successful at those conventions so i i follow a lot of people that tell me how to make an Instagram and a lot of professionals and I hear over and over and over again you have to pick a a niche and just stick with that and I think like a couple of years ago I just said it's going to be Brandon's books for me and I think that focus probably is why like I had people at my booth it was the people that were there for Brandon it was a focus it was a you know because some people are selling some Brandon but some not others and they just didn't get the draw like it's an, a focus niche is like really important I think that's a great tip or trick if anybody that wants to do this whether you are Neuroto or um whatever uh you know Brandon or Terry, or, yeah, yeah like you could do whatever, like as long as you focus. Um, that's a that's a great tip or trick to find. Well, a niche. but that being said, there are fan artists I know that are like professional con fan artists, but their niche is everything. But they don't just have four; they have like eighty, mm. and but that's their their thing. And so people walk up and they're just like. Like there's a, a a person that sat across from me last year, and then they were 
there this year, but they they weren't there. They had hired someone to run their booth and they said they're from Georgia and they travel the country and that's what they do. Like she, the the girl is a fan artist. She's like, like I said, touched almost every franchise you could think of mm-hmm. and has an image of that. And they kill it. Like they, <laughs> they are professional. So I think that's like either hyper-focus on one, which makes sense in Utah for me to do Brandon Sanderson. Right. Or you, you do everything and there's definitely room for that. So Yeah, there is definitely room for that as long as you stand out in some way, I think. You know, when yeah. I go to conventions, there's lots of people doing Supermans or Batmans or Thor or, or whatever. But as long as you can make it unique, um, you know, find a, a niche in uniqueness. Um, if if that makes sense like yeah and and you're right and I don't know what the difference is between like that woman and those other people I don't know yeah and that's yeah. when I, when I go to conventions and I invite people on I'm looking for uniqueness like everybody has there's lots of people that have mm. like I said Batman or Superman or or whatever but if they have some unique art like like you um with the Brandon Sanderson um I don't know if you know who Miranda Meeks is but her, her art um, oh yeah I know Miranda yeah yeah like her art um, is very unique and, and very her style and it's not anything else you know it's her own yeah it's her, it's her own thing and so you know Miranda's got a really strong brand she's got yeah. a brand <laughs> so you have to find what works for you and it has to be mm. unique and 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 this mm. this podcast is all about telling stories like telling stories with your art or with a novel or or game design or whatever and that's what i look for well who who's telling a story with their art not just copying somebody else unless i have a caveat here mm. unless it's the people that are working for dc or marvel that are actually drawing the characters like i'll, I'll invite them oh but, right so you have this fan art you started with uh mistborn and you know continued on um when uh, i'm sure you've i mean being from utah i'm sure you've met brandon um and I have, yeah. I got that um, that sticker of Shalon from Dragon Still Entertainment. How did you meet him and, and show him the your art? So, okay, here's the story. So I met him in 2017. I was working in-house at a publishing house and they sent me to a publishing uh, conference in Utah and Brandon was there. And I happened to have like this fan art I did of Kaladin with me. So I showed him and that was before Oathbringer had come out. So things were more chill, you know, and there weren't like a lot of people there. So he, he told me, Hey, that's pretty cool. You should talk to Isaac and Isaac, Isaac's his art director. So I did. So that's how I met them. Now you fast forward to like 2020 and I got back in touch with Isaac and he was like, oh my gosh, like, I always told you I'd give you something like, here, do you want to do some stickers? And I said, sure, you know, I'd love to do some stickers. So, so I did those. And um, from that, I was invited to do the Dragonsteel convention last year because they only wanted to have people that had done work for them. So I weaseled my way in with these stickers, right? And I get in there and I have all this fan art, right? And I think Isaac and Brandon were both like, oh my gosh, she's done all this (laughs) fan art. And that's kind of cool. And they saw um, like my ending the oath, like the one with all the heralds and um, this one, 
they this one mm. so so they invited me because like once a month brandon holds magic the gathering drafts at well not once a month he does it multiple times but once a month for a certain pod anyway they at his house so that was like oh okay so so like for the past year once a month i have been going to his house and playing magic the gathering with him and his friends so that was like a whole other like level of things because like i've just been hanging out with brandon like it was it's literally just like hang out it's like we goof around and we laugh about star wars and you know like make jokes anyway so um yeah well, so like this, that's how this is rare like you know you're, oh. you're a fan first and you're drawn fan art yeah. and then the author of your fan art is like come on over yeah and I think he kind of was like Katie won't last like she's just some girl you know but I I am a huge nerd like um I love this is the secret about me that I showed Brandon he was like oh my gosh like I love (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh and I have been playing like the the Yu-Gi-Oh card game for like almost as long as I've been alive like I am obsessed with that card game and so that that game is almost one-to-one with Magic the Gathering so I'm in there I'm like I am taking this very seriously like we're not talking books we were talking Magic the Gathering like that's like how it's been and so it's (laughs) so I think Brandon's like oh like like he's told me like we love hanging out with you like you're fun and whatever so yeah it is kind of funny (laughs) oh that's awesome and Magic the Gathering it's a it's a fantastic game it's inspired me in fact where am I I'm always backwards okay here those folders all right there in that bookshelf are all yeah. Magic the Gathering cards. Are you serious? Yep. Oh my gosh. So you're like really huge in the magic? Yeah, I love magic. Like Howard Lyon, like I, I want to see, I want to meet him. Uh, I know he's going to be a dragon uh, steel con this year. You so. should say hi. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> yeah, he's a huge magic artist. Yeah. Uh, he's got one of my favorite lands. I got more cards over here. Uh, I've been playing magic for a long time. That's so cool. But, you know, and, and that's another thing that not only is it um, a, a game, but it tells a story throughout, too, with art and the, the text that's on the, the yeah. cards and everything. So it, mm-hmm. it's fun. What other hobbies do you do? What other geeky hobbies do you do? <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm really into video games. You know, I, I put in, you know, almost 400 hours in the Animal Crossing. <laughs> I've put equal and do Zelda Breath of the Wild you know I just uh those are my hobbies I just like art and I like video games um for a while I obsessively watched uh speed runs on YouTube do you know what those are I do not (laughs) they're like people who try to beat games as fast as possible okay so they'll like boundary break and they do it with Mario and I just thought that was the coolest thing ever so that was one of my hobbies for a while <laughs> I still well, want to go to a live one <laughs> you you know yeah you have a job you have um, a husband how do you maintain balance oh my gosh terribly 
it's so hard i i'm just obsessive about my creative pursuits and i have to very pointedly like put them away and just like be like i'm just here we're not doing anything creative we're just doing nothing it's like really hard <laughs> hard so are you still that girl that has a pen and paper always that's kind of drawing and your husband's yes. like no honey <laughs> always 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 yeah it's like wake up and just, yeah yeah you're in a restaurant husband, and you're drawing on the napkin yes my husband's used to it though <laughs> i'm crazy i'm like crazy so do you have like specific habits like routines that you do to, to maintain your creativity or are you more like a free um, spirit I wake up I, I I try to put in some kind of exercise and then I just work and 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 eat something and work and work and work and work and work, work and if and if and if no one stops me I'll do that until like 11 p.m like 7 a.m to 11 p.m I'm like a crazy person I'm like hearing myself <laughs> anyway well, I just I love making stuff yeah and I don't think anything's wrong with that you know as long as you can okay. um, you know get absorbing something as long as you're you're passionate about it and I don't think I don't think passion is something that is um is bad I don't think it's necessarily good it's just you have to have passion at, in what you're doing whether you're a an author mm -hmm. an, an artist or whatever and if you don't have passion either still stick with it until passion comes back or or move on and then come back to it i think you can do both and it sounds yeah, like you're, yeah, you're yeah. passionate about what you're doing well and i didn't i was i went through a phase where i was sick of illustrating and i just said i'm never doing this i hate it and i just and so i'm like those travel videos i made those and those took so long but that was like my thing for like a year it was I just edited videos but yeah and then I went back to art and I'm happy again so we made peace <laughs> so do you have any geeky not not geeky non do you have any non-geeky hobbies that you kind of do to to maintain balance or are you like just, what's a hobby like I don't know do you go hiking like, or watch movies or other i'm not i'm not i'm not I asking mean, if that's i'm just giving examples yeah it's hard because like it sounds like you're just obsessed <laughs> yeah like if i'm watching a movie i want to be on my ipad drawing if i'm hiking i'm just looking around thinking oh i could draw this or i could use this for photo reference or so but i have a dog now i like my dog i do stuff with my dog <laughs> something something different to keep you sane you know yeah you, you talked about you, you you were kind of burned out so i was just wondering if you had anything to help prevent you from burnout uh <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of like me you just kind of do this all, all the time i just kind of do it all the time all the time if my no. husband here is if my husband were here he'd be like he does this all the time <laughs> for anybody that's starting out on their artist journey do you have any tips or tricks um or any just general advice um if you're starting out well i would say do what you love uh because what you're doing i mean do they want to be professional if you want to be professional what you're doing is what you'll get hired to do so just do what you love i think i think when i graduated someone had told me oh don't do what you love like 
you know, and so I kind of steered away from that and, and, and that was a mistake. So I, I don't recommend that. Just do what you love and just let it, the consequences follow. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, you know, you have your fan art side, but you also have your freelance side. You were look, you said you were working for a publisher. Um, do you have any advice for people that, you know, are looking for that route to, to get hired on? Um, I would say if you want to get hired, just focus on social media, become a professional social media manager, because that's just how people get hired nowadays. There's, it's a flooded market and they have their people just focus on doing what you love and posting online and trying to build a following. And then from that, like things will come. It's kind of hard. You have to just pretend like you don't care that you're just doing it for fun, you know? You just have to totally, I don't care if no one ever hires me or likes what I'm doing. You just, and you just gotta keep doing it for a long time sometimes. No, and I think what you said, um, and I'm, this is kind of roundabout reading between the lines things is, um, it kind of sounds like you kind of have to separate yourself from your work. Um, you know, you put your heart and soul yeah. into it, but, there's going to be, like you said earlier, like people that critique your work saying that's not what Galadin looks like or some people. And you, you can't, can't take offense to that. Like if you're putting stuff on the internet, people are going to criticize and praise you. So you kind of have to Oh, yeah. That. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially they'll just be like, that's not what they look like. And But I'm just like, oh, well. Like if, if I drew it wrong, that hurts me more because that was like a technical skill aspect of it that I failed at. But your imagination is going to be different than mine or the person down yeah. the street or whatever. So that's okay. Like, okay, sure. If you imagine it differently, that's fine. Yeah. So what's been what's been the, the coolest thing that's happened to you as a fan artist of the Stormlight Archive and Mistborn and, and the Cosmere? Um, well, I mean, it's been hanging out with Brandon. <laughs> that was so cool um and being invited i mean doing these dragon seal cons and i'm still looking forward to some other things that are my favorite things that will be in the future no that's so, cool yeah. <laughs> yeah you know i was looking at some of your uh social media and you posted uh people who dressed up as some of your drawings i thought were kind of cool yeah those shallons yeah like yeah, that, that was really cool. Yes. I mean, yes. Like the fans. Yes. Like, uh, the fans, like the, meeting them and, and having them get really excited and to buy my work and to have Brandon sign it. And I mean, that's been really, really, really cool too. Just really cool. I love it. So did you ever think like people are going to pay me money for my art? when you were drawing on your pants and, I didn't, and everything I really didn't think so I you know I didn't it kind of dawned on me one day maybe I should start selling this and maybe people will buy it and then every time someone buys it I'm like oh my gosh they bought it that was crazy yeah yeah well, how, how do you fight imposter syndrome what do you do um oh. uh, no I know that I'm an imposter. I don't fight it. <laughs> I, just, I just embrace it. 
I'm just like, no, I don't quite know what I'm doing. But like, I know that I love this and that it's a good thing. So yeah, I never feel impulsive. I'm just like, nope. No, yeah, you figured it out. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody that I saw at your booth, you know, had smiles on their faces and they were pointing like they all have different memories from the books that they were like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and so that's that's I, I would imagine a great feeling when you see fans light up when they see your work. Oh, my gosh. It's just incredible and meeting cool. I mean, when you're a nerd and you grow up and people kind of ask, I, I, I got bullied you know I was I mean not all the time my story is not like I was bullied but like I did get bullied because I was such a nerd and like weird about it so it feels amazing to have like a lantern for all the like-minded people and they mock to me (laughs) and we get to talk like I think it's so cool like people come to me and then they tell me oh my gosh we've read the Silmarillion like our whole family read the Silmarillion I'm just like that's the coolest thing ever. Like you've read the Silmarillion. Like you, you're one of the rare cool people that I always wanted to know. And I'm glad to know you. Katie, uh, thank you for your time today. Will you tell everybody how they can get a hold of you and um, a hold of some of your art? Um. Okay, so you can type in Art of Katie Payne. Um, and I have Instagram. And... TikTok, same thing, and um, I have a Reddit. It's Kurgle. Anyway, so yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time. I learned a lot from you. I appreciate it. Okay, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Troy Podcast. Please subscribe, like, and share with your friends.